Start selling on Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash CNN for a $1 per month trial. Hey, everyone. I'm Daniela Diaz. I'm a reporter at CNN covering Capitol Hill. This is the CNN Political Briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Thursday, January 20th. Few people in our nation's history have been more challenged or found a time more challenging than the time we're in now. That was exactly one year ago today when President Joe Biden was inaugurated. And here he was yesterday. It's been a year of challenges, but it's also been a year of enormous progress. Now that's how he feels things are going, but time for a gut check. A once in a century pandemic, a roller coaster of an economy, an evenly divided Senate, a nation still healing from the remnants of division and polarization his predecessor left behind. These are all challenges Biden had to tackle on day one of his first term in office, and most of it still remains problems today. 41% of Americans approve of the way he's handling his job, while 54% disapprove, according to the latest CNN poll of polls. These numbers are some of the worst for a newly elected president since pollsters began tracking approval ratings. Biden's only next to last, with President Trump ranking lower. All in all, a CNN poll from December found that 62% of Americans say that things in the U.S. are going badly, with 38% saying things are going well. Biden had a news conference yesterday to mark his first year in office. He spoke about his triumphs and troubles. Here's how he sees his first year in office. Thanks to the American Rescue Plan and other actions we've taken, we've seen record job creation, record economic growth in the past year. Now, Thanks to the bipartisan infrastructure bill, we're about to make a record investment in rebuilding America to take us to be the number one best infrastructure in the world. Still, for all this progress, I know there's a lot of frustration and fatigue in this country. And we know why. COVID-19. He touted the fact that when he took office, only 2 million people were vaccinated. And now that number's about 210 million people fully vaccinated. That's a great feat. Some more accomplishments. Young kids can get vaccinated now. Schools opened back up for the most part. Boosters are widely available. But there's still plenty to be critical about Biden's COVID response. There's a shortage of at-home COVID tests, the CDC's confusing messaging on recommendations, and millions more still aren't vaccinated. Biden acknowledged some of these things yesterday as problems. But his bottom line on COVID was this. We're in a better place than we've been and have been thus far. Clearly better than a year ago. Some people may call what's happening now the new normal. I call it a job not yet finished. Biden said yesterday that he wants to change his approach to build back better, his sweeping social safety net and climate spending package. Take a listen to what he said yesterday. I'm confident we can get... uh, pieces, big chunks of the uh, Build Back Better law signed into law. It's clear to me that that we're going to have to uh, probably uh, break it up. I think that we can get, and I've been talking to a number of my colleagues on the Hill, I think it's, it's clear that we would be able to get support for the for the 500 plus billion dollars for uh, energy and the environmental issues that are there. Okay, so there are two things at play here. First, Biden is admitting that he thinks Build Back Better, in its current form, is not going to pass. And second, 
Biden is indicating that he's now open to breaking up pieces of the legislation to get some of the more popular initiatives approved, like the funding for environmental issues. This approach acknowledges the political reality that Democrats really need some legislative wins, especially after voting rights unsurprisingly failed in the Senate yesterday. Although Biden's legislative achievements are popular, few say they've had a large impact on their own lives, according to CNN's analysis of polls from the end of last year. And large majorities of Americans said the U.S. government wasn't doing enough to address key issues, like inflation or disruptions in the supply chain, all huge problems for the U.S. economy. As CNN's resident fact-checker Daniel Dale puts it, the state of the economy was a key rhetorical battleground between Biden and his critics. Biden argued it was thriving. His critics argued it was failing, with both sides offering valid data points. Biden can cite record unemployment and job creation all he wants, and he should, but it might not mean a lot to Americans who are feeling the squeeze of inflation in their everyday lives, from the grocery store to the gas pump. Biden gets that and said yesterday it's on the Federal Reserve to help alleviate some of that pressure. And here at the White House... And for my friends in Congress, the best thing to tackle high prices is a more productive economy with greater capacity to deliver goods and services to the American people. On the international front, Biden made some shocking comments about the current situation with Russia and Ukraine. He's since walked them back after being further questioned about it. Here's what he said about Russia President Vladimir Putin. I'm not so sure he has uh, is certain what he's going to do. My guess is he will move in. He has to do something. Biden's prediction of an invasion is the firmest acknowledgement to date that the U.S. fully expects Putin to move after amassing 100,000 troops along the Ukraine border. Biden warned significant consequences for Russia if they do invade, but gave mixed messages on the matter. And so I think what you're going to see is that Russia will be held accountable. If it invades, and it depends on what it does. It's one thing if it's a minor incursion and then we end up having a fight about what to do and not do, et cetera. But if they actually do what they're capable of doing with the force amassed on the border, it is going to be a disaster for Russia if they further invade Ukraine. He seems to imply that a minor incursion would result in a lesser response. He also said this today on the matter. If any any assembled Russian units move across the Ukrainian border, that is an invasion. But it will be met with severe and coordinated economic response that I've discussed in detail with our allies, as well as laid out very clearly for President Putin. The Ukrainian president publicly pushed back Thursday on Biden's comments. He said on his Twitter, quote, we want to remind the great powers that there are no minor incursions and small nations. This all but illustrates the challenge that Biden has to create meaningful consequences and deterrence for Moscow, as it remains closely intertwined economically with the U.S.'s top European partners. As a quick side note on Biden's comments pertaining to his international agenda, he said that he makes no apologies for his decision to withdraw from Afghanistan. And finally, Biden signaled that his dreams of bipartisanship had largely been dashed during his first year in office. One thing I haven't been able to is get my Republican friends to get in the game of making things better in this country. I did not anticipate that there'd be such a stalwart effort to make sure that the most important thing was that President Biden didn't get anything done. Think about this. What are Republicans for? 
as evident, Biden acknowledged that he was largely unable to get Republicans to work with Democrats on key issues. One exception to that is, of course, the bipartisan infrastructure package. He claimed that Republicans weren't obstructionist toward former President Barack Obama as they are to his own administration. Plus, historically speaking, midterms are usually never good for any president's party, and this time around, it's no different. And to make matters worse, CNN's Edward Isaac Dover spoke to many Democratic politicians, campaign officials, White House aides, and operatives. They say the White House's political operation is heading into the midterms unprepared and unresponsive, even to basic requests from congressional Democrats for help or information with their midterm messaging. This is only his first year in office, so Biden still has plenty of time to try to accomplish his legislative agenda. That's it for today's political briefing. I'm Daniela Diaz, and thanks so much for listening. Please take a moment and be sure to follow us wherever you get your podcasts. We'll talk to you tomorrow.